0: The major European hockey leagues are in an international break right now Which means it's a good time to review some of the news In this podcast episode, we will be reviewing all of the goings-on in the Swedish Hockey League As well as catching up on the main news from the NHL too. Welcome to the Hockey with Ice podcast Yes, hello and welcome to the second episode of the Hockey with Ice podcast. My name is Matt Smith. I am recording this podcast episode on the evening UK time on Friday, November 10th. So the weekend is here for me. I'll be honest with you. My sporting fan interests are not going very well at the moment, so I'm not sure how much I'm looking forward to the weekend from that perspective. From a hockey point of view... I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan and yes, I will be diving into that pit of misery that is the slightly Edmonton Oilers season a little later on in this podcast. But from a football soccer point of view, I am a Norwich City fan. So both of my main teams are playing very badly at the moment. Both seem on the verge of sacking their head coach or manager. So Not looking forward to watching games featuring my main teams over this weekend. But there's plenty of other sporting things to enjoy watching, not least some of the NHL games that are being played at a European friendly time this weekend. So we will be previewing those in the near future. Thank you for joining me on a podcast here. Don't forget, you can follow along at Hockey with Ice on Twitter or X, as we now need to call it. I don't know how long we have to keep saying that, but I keep saying it anyway, and also on the blog strike website at hockeywithice.uk. So with the introduction out of the way, let's dive into some hockey and in particular, let's dive into the Swedish Hockey League. Arguably, I know people in Finland will argue this, but arguably the most competitive and highest level of hockey in Europe, I guess Mm, KHL might have a say in that too. But let's go for the SHL being the top league in Europe just for the purposes of this podcast. And it's been a really exciting start to the season. Quite topsy-turvy in some respects. And the team right there at the top... After 16 league games, is Fourier Stodd. Now, they were a team who certainly were expected to be right up there challenging again, and that is what they are doing. 34 points from 16 league games with Fourier Stodd. They are six points ahead of Fekua. Uh They've lost four of the last six, it has to be said, but all of those were after regulation time. There were two overtime losses. And two shootout losses. So, Faurierstan had a very good start to the season. They also had a very strong Champions Hockey League regular season. They finished fourth in the CHL regular season table. Four wins, one overtime win and one loss. They will be facing BLBN from Switzerland in a round of 16 in the Champions Hockey League. Starting very soon. But in the SHL, standouts for me. First and foremost on offense, David Tomashek. The Czech international is playing in the SHL for the first time this season. And in fact, it's gone so well that he has already signed a two-year contract extension that was announced last week. So he has really enjoyed his time in Forestad, Karstad, Forestad. So he is going to be signing on for two more years. He leads the team with eight goals in 16 games in the SHL. He also got six points in the six Champions Hockey League games. At the other end of the ice... Carl Lindboom is doing really, really well. He is a goaltender on round from the Fagus Golden Knights. He was a seventh round selection by the Golden Knights in 2021. Last season, he made 36 appearances in the Al Svenska for um, your Gordon. And he has moved up to the SHL this season and has been outstanding. He's made 10 appearances so far, a 1.29 goals against average, 937 save percentage. He's splitting time with a veteran max like I say, former NHL player, of course, and former Golden Knights. So I'm sure his presence and his experiences being a real help to Carl Limboom. Still very young, only 20, but you do wonder, bearing in mind how well he's playing, how long he will stay in Europe, whether he will have another season, or whether he will be moved across to the American Hockey League for the 24-25 season. It may depend on the Golden Knights. Um, minor league system and how they want to in effect level things up there if they've got other players that want to get game time in the AHL next season he may have a second season in the SHL but certainly been very impressive so far for Forrester and good news for Golden Knights fans too you've got a good one coming your way. Reigning champions Fekwa are in second place with 28 points from 17 games. The Finn Kali Costilla Leads the SHL with 19 points. That's eight goals and 11 assists. Whilst Marcus Silvergord is back with Fakwa after spending the last two seasons with Mau, Mau. Last season, he got 41 points in 52 games for them. He has started this season extremely well, 15 points from the first 17 games. They also were tremendous in the Champions Hockey League regular season, went 6-0 in that. In particular, impressing in that one, Noah Usland, Buffalo Sabres' 16th overall pick in the 2022 draft collected seven points from those six games. They are going to be facing Ingolstadt in the round of 16, but a first game next Tuesday on November 14th. In third place are Lynn Shepin, led by Canadian Ty Ratty which is one of my favourite recent names in hockey law. Of course, he played in the NHL for the Edmonton Oilers, also St. Louis and Carolina, I believe. He has 17 points from 17 games so far. Nine goals, eight assists in his second season with the club. So, top of the league, Faryer Stad, then Fekwa, then in Sherping. At the other end of the table, where you don't want to be, someone has to be there. And at the moment, unfortunately for them, it's Oskarsham. They are... A really curious team in some respects because they've got a couple of players in Patrick Kalkvist and Victor Laudine who are among the league, league, league leaders with 14 points each. But that's really where the good news has ends. And it couldn't have gone any worse going into this international break. On Thursday last week, they tossed away two leads, a 3-0 lead and a 4-2 lead at home to lose against Chopin 6 6-4. And then... On Saturday, they got thumped to 9-1 by Fekwa. And that means they have slipped down to the bottom of the league again. A team just above them means I have to do a quick little check because I do my best to work out the Swedish pronunciations of these teams and players. I check on elite prospects and watching videos. I've struggled to get a good version of the name of this team, which in English would be HV71. I believe it is Horvier Hatiet. So I'm calling him Horvier. That may be wrong. If you know the correct pronunciation, please do let me know so that I can get it right. But I am calling him Horvier. They beat Oskarsham 5-2 on the 28th of October to end a five-game losing streak. That cost the previous head coach his job. They then had a 3-1 win over Halefja before an overtime loss against Moodle. um But they have been going pretty well of late. They've picked up they have 17 points um, from 17 games with Oskarsham 13 points from 16 and a nice moment from the previous game or a couple of games ago. I saw the highlights of that. Uh, Simon Ernerud recently celebrated 500 games with Roy Fier. So well done to him. They're the bottom two teams. The other team that is a concern and a real surprise this season is Rugler. They were tipped for the top this season and they are the 21-22 Champions Hockey League winners, of course. But they are only just above of on 20 points. Canadian Adam Tambellini still is doing well for them. There seems to be keeps some rumours going out there about him potentially moving on, but that's not happened so far. They have recently re signed defenceman Lucas Ekestel Jonsson. He was part of the 21 22 Champions Hockey League winning team. Had been playing for, I think it's Cloton, I think it's pronounced. In the Swiss National League last season, he played the first 16 games for them again this season. But he has moved back to Sweden, played in a couple of games so far. But he is a really good piece to get back at Rögle because they really do need to start picking up. And i have got a good opportunity to do that. The league games get going again in the Swedish Hockey League on Thursday, November 16th. That night, Rögle hosts Year. Etienne, as I believe it's pronounced, and then they travel to Oskarsham on the Sunday. So Rögle have a chance to get a couple of wins straight away after this break and to pull away from the bottom section. But they need to do it because they are surprise strugglers so far this season. One piece of news that is worth picking up on is that the Swedish Police Authority have started a new procedure From the 1st of November, which means that bags are banned from all major events. Now, this is all to do with the terrorist alert, um, which went up to the second highest alert level in Sweden back in August. And they have been reviewing things. So from 1st of November, major events such as sports events in the SHL, concerts, festivals will mean that all bags are banned. And that's quite surprising in some ways because... I think many of us are used to having bags checked as we go into stadiums, but this is just an outright ban. Unless you have medical reasons, you're not going to be be able to take any bag into an SHL game. And no doubt that will also apply to the Global Series games taking place in Sweden next week. So something to bear in mind if you're travelling over to Sweden for the NHL games next week, you will not be able to take bags into the arena. Moving on in the podcast episode earlier this week, we covered some reflections on the tragic loss of Adam Johnson. And it has been announced this past week by the Nottingham Panthers that they are going to play an Adam Johnson Memorial game at the Motorpoint Arena on Saturday, 18th of November. That game is taking place against the Manchester Storm. Tickets are only £10. Tickets have gone on sale, so get there to the Motorpoint Arena, if you can, on Saturday, 18th November, 7pm face-off. And show your love for the, um, not just for Adam Johnson and his family, but for the Panthers and everyone else. On that note, it was picked up by various major mainstream news outlets in the UK this past week that the coroner in Sheffield has opened the inquest into the death of Adam Johnson. And the coroner has issued an initial report in which they have said that they want um, want players to wear neck protection. So that's something we've heard already. And we know various leagues are looking at doing that. But in this case, the coroner, although the the, the, the inquiry is going to take a while to get to, probably early next year, um, in terms of their preferential to future deaths report, they have initially ruled that they think it is a good idea for people to use neck guards or protectors. And as the crisis, this is from the Press Association, um, in due course, the inquest will consider whether the use of a neck guard or protector could have prevented Mr Johnson's death. At this stage in my investigation, however, I am sufficiently concerned that deaths may occur in the future if neck guards or protectors are not worn. So they have... Said, in my opinion, there is a risk that future deaths would occur, and as action is taken in this in the circumstances, it is my statutory duty to report to you. So that has been left with Ice Hockey UK and the English Ice Hockey Association to pick up on. And it should be said, just this past week in Germany, the Penny DEL, the top league in Germany, has said that. From January 1st, neck protection will be mandatory in the Penny DL. All players and referees must wear the protector to prevent serious injuries to the neck area. One other thing relating to Great Britain, the under-18s Women's Four Nations event is taking place currently. Great Britain are in that alongside Poland, Spain and Iceland. The team got off to a losing start today on Friday, 10th losing three, nothing to Poland. Two more games for them to play Saturday and Sunday. So Saturday they're playing against Spain. And Sunday they are playing ice. And so a good opportunity for the under 18 women's team to get some good experience against some good players. So hopefully they can nick a win or two in their remaining two games. But should be a good experience for them. Anyway, the games are available on YouTube. So have a look on the Ice Hockey UK website to find links to those. But let's head on to the National Hockey League. And we will start with what I would say is the more more positive side of the weekend coming up for me, and that is a batch of European-friendly games. So this is an initiative that's been going on for a few years now and is greatly appreciated by people like me. I'm sure if you're here in Europe too, you will appreciate it just as much. A couple of games, normally a couple of games every weekend, that are early afternoon in North America. Therefore, nice evening time live viewing here in the UK. There are three early games this weekend. On Saturday, there are two, one on Sunday. So the two on Saturday start with Columbus at Detroit. Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, 11 points so far in the bottom of the Metro. Kind of as expected, really. It was such a chaotic off-season for Lem. They lost Thursday night against Dallas 5-2. Meanwhile, Detroit, they're in a slightly weird situation at the moment. They're second in at the Atlantic Division, on 16 points, Boston romped away with it. Currently on 23 points, so Detroit much higher up the standings than you would expect. However, a lot of that comes back to the red hot start they had, winning I think five of their first six games. If I may remember rightly, they have been in a bit of a tailspin since then. They've picked up a couple of games recently, but they lost four three in overtime at home against Montreal on Thursday night. So they're looking to get back in the winning. Sphere of things, and it should be said that that game on Thursday night was Sweden night in Detroit because, of course, Detroit are heading to Stockholm where they will play the Ottawa Senators on November 16th and the Toronto Maple Leafs on November 17th. So in honour of that, their game against Montreal on Thursday, the goal and penalty announcements were all made in Swedish and the scoreboard was all in yellow and blue. So a nice touch there by the Detroit Red Wings. The other game, in... Nice European-friendly time on Saturday starts a couple of hours later, so 8pm UK time, 9pm European time, and that is Dallas at Winnipeg. So Dallas doing very well, really one of the teams who were most fancied to do well in the Western Conference, and they are certainly starting out that way. Top of the Central with 17 points, and they take on the Winnipeg Jets, who, who had a good start to the season too. They're third in the Central Division with 16 points. They've won their last three games including a 6-3 win over Nashville on Thursday with Kyle Connor bagging himself a hat-trick. And then on Sunday, we have a little Sunday bonus too. That one starts at 6pm UK time, 7pm Central European time, and it is Chicago as Florida. Of course, that means we get the chance to watch the young star Connor Bedard for the Chicago Blackhawks, and he had a big night on Thursday night indeed. He got four points in a game against Tampa Bay Lightning. Looking at the NHL reports on that one, Conor Bedard had two goals and two assists for his first multi-point NHL game. And the Chicago Blackhawks defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-3 at Amelie Arena on Thursday. He is the third youngest player to have a four-point game in the NHL. The two before him were the Toronto Maple Leafs forward Ted Kennedy back in 1944. And Boston Bruins forward Bep Guidolin, I think it is again in 1944 so 1944 well I guess maybe World War II was all part of that I don't know but Conor Bedard being historic straight away in his NHL career he is well let's just put it like this he is definitely as advertised so looking forward to seeing him on the ice in the early game on Sunday against the Florida Pampers And we do need something to look forward to if you're an Edmonton Oilers fan because I do have to finish this podcast episode by looking at the Oilers. More Oilers pain I wrote on my notes and it really is painful as an Edmonton Oilers fan. In the last podcast episode, I spoke about San Jose being at rock bottom, having lost two games back-to-back, conceding 10 goals in each. Well, they've picked up a couple of wins since then, the second of which came on Thursday night at the hands of the Edmonton Oilers. It was a 3-2 loss for Edmonton last night, Thursday night. The Oilers have lost four in a row and are now tied with the Sharks on five points with the worst record in the NHL. Oilers have just two wins from the first 12 games. And even as an Oilers fan... I don't think I'm being overly dramatic to say this is an absolute disaster. This is a group of players who were fancied to be one of the best teams in the NHL this year. Of course, got to the playoffs the last two years, beaten by the eventual Stanley Cup champions, the Avs, and in the Golden Knights last season. Everyone expected them to be up there yet again. And boy, oh boy, has it gone the wrong way. It has gone completely to pot in these early games, Kurt Levens of the Edmonton Journal put it. Well, if this isn't rock bottom for the beleaguered Edmonton Oilers, they can sure see it from here. The game contained more of what has ailed the Edmonton Oilers most of this frustrating season. Lots of chances out shooting San Jose 41-18, a failure to capitalise on power play and a couple of three key defensive areas that ended up in the back of their net. So Jack Campbell, the goaltender, has already paid the price for that. He was put on waivers and is now in the American Hockey League. But after the San Jose Sharks loss on Thursday night, the pressure on head coach Jay Woodcroft has just ramped up even further. His job is clearly in jeopardy. Quite how much of this can be put at his door, to be honest, I'm not really sure. I really like Jay Woodcroft. He's done a good job to this point. He comes across very well in his interviews. Things are just on a horrible slide right now. And that is the problem because ultimately something has to change, doesn't it? Now, I think Ken Holland as the general manager is much more to blame for the mess we're in currently. And he is out of contract at the end of this season. So you suspect that Holland will go at some point and possibly not too far into the future but at the moment it is Jay Woodcroft who is really under the pump and looking at the details from that game um, there was a key quote I was trying to find it just now here we go from Leon Dreisazel the German legend that is Leon Draisaitl. he said after the game just the way it goes sometimes it's a tough league guys play their heart out obviously not too many guys in the room that have confidence right now so I'm part of that group just keep trying to get better every day. It does look like a like a group of players who have really lost their confidence. Nothing is working. Nothing is going well. Even, I think it was the second goal against the Sharks last night, it was a weird deflection that bounced the right way. Things like that go against you when you're not playing well. When things are going badly, they really just start piling on. So the Oilers have... I believe it's the Seattle Kraken. Yes, away to Seattle on Saturday night. Yet another must-win game for Jay Woodcroft. They then have two games at home against the Islanders and then at home against the Kraken. So you do get a feeling that they need a win against Seattle on Saturday night for Jay Woodcroft to still be in charge. And that is a shame, but that is how things go in the NHL. The team definitely needs to be picking up very soon. So I am hoping that Saturday night, well, when I wake up on Sunday morning and watch the game back, I will have at least one game to enjoy. But I will be enjoying the European-friendly hockey games this weekend too. Hope your team is doing better for you, whichever team you support. I hope you're going to be enjoying lots of hockey this weekend. Good luck to the Under-18 Great Britain Women's Team in their Four Nations event this weekend. And I will be back Monday evening, UK time. I will be publishing the next podcast where well, we'll be looking back at the weekend in the NHL and also looking at the Finland Liga and looking ahead to some Champions Hockey League action here in Europe too. Thank you for listening to the pod. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and follow along at Hockey with Ice on X and at hockeywithice.uk for the blog.